0: the sport industry access podcast episode 153 how to maximize your learning speed when reading Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. Now, this week, I've got a really special surprise for you. Normally, as you know, I like to provide you with a special guest who's in the sports industry. But now and again, I like to bring on guests who can really enhance your self-development. So this week... I am providing you a special guest who can really inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your day-to-day life, especially with regards to enhancing your reading speed. Like we read all the time, reading blogs, reading the internet, reading books to really help our self-development. This week's special guest is somebody who can really enhance your reading speed and comprehension. So for that reason, I really look forward to sharing with you this week's special guest, who is Howard Burke. Howard is a reading expert and the world's fastest reader. From 1985, Howard has been teaching people around the world to improve their reading speed and comprehension. For that reason, it's such a privilege to have Howard as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Howard will share his career journey to you and really explain how you can really maximise your reading speed and reading comprehension. Howard, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you share your speed reading career journey to listeners? When did it all start?
1: Well, first, thank you for having me. It started when I was very young. I grew up in the projects in Brooklyn, which is a horrible place to grow up. Lots of gangs. I mean, I was mugged over 100 times. I was hit with bats. I had knives to my throat. That was just an everyday thing where I grew up. My dad was pistol whipped. So I found one place was safe, the library. The gang kids would rather be dead than caught in the library with a book. So I read a lot. I had college reading when I was 11 because that's what I did. I went to college at 17 to major in biology. I went to the State University of New York, Binghamton, which is in the top five public universities still. And I majored in biology. But in my junior year, the second half, I read a book about the brain. I said, that's what I want to do, psychobiology, the biology of behavior. So I went to the dean, and he looked at me, and he said, you're a second-term junior. You haven't had one psych course. You have one year left. You have to do a four-year program in one year. Take six science courses at the same time with two four-hour labs. Back then, lab reports took 16 hours because you did them on a slide rule. So it was 40 hours a lab, 18 credits of science, six courses, and I had three part-time jobs. So I was working 18 hours a week. And he said, you're not smart enough. And that's when I realized they don't teach you how to learn in school. They tell you what to learn and why to learn and what will happen when you don't learn. So I got up to 80 pages a minute by learning how the brain works. Did the four-year program in one year. And then I took the graduate record exam. It's like an SAT for graduate school. And I took it in biology. And I reviewed 48 books in three nights, like biochemistry, cell physiology embryology. I got three questions wrong. And uh, I was in the 99th percentile in the world. And I was like, okay, is it me or did I find a way to learn? So we did two things. We did a double-blind study. With 100 people using the nelson denny which is a standardized test for speed and comprehension and to make sure that the second test wasn't simpler and made them look smarter we did a split test 50 did a and b and 50 did b and a we did an analysis it made no difference everyone doubled or quadrupled most doubled with very good comprehension and then i got a school where i work, and i owned and i had a group of 11 to 15 year olds these are young children we gave them a 30 chapter book in lifelong developmental psych which is a sophomore college course they were 11 to 15 they did it in one week and 15 out of 18 passed the clep exam for credit in one week it says now i have something and i've been running around the world now trying to tell people there is a way to learn faster to make money at work help your kids finish school and stay mentally fit as you get older and we'll not only talk about it today, I'm going to teach our audience how to read faster and comprehend what to look for, how to remember it, how to get in the right state of mind and use it successfully and a lot more. So it's not just going to be about me, but about them and how they can actually do it. Before this is over, they'll read 20 to 40 percent faster and know how to remember things quickly and easily.
0: Howard, I'm absolutely blown away. And I want to ask, was it your time at university which you realized you wanted to master speed reading as your like skill set? Because this is about careers. This is a career show. And how has this skill set of speed reading supported you reflecting now, relating to your whole career journey out of interest?
1: Actually, I can give you a very specific example. <clears throat> about 15 years – I was actually on cruise ships. About 15 years ago, my wife wanted to go to Hawaii. And they had a cruise that went to all the islands. It was perfect. So I called up the booking company and I said, they don't want speed reading. I said, well, what do they want? Said, they want a photographer instructor a video who does video and teaches Photoshop. And my response was, I do that too. Not knowing anything about any of it. I've never, I didn't even own Photoshop. I didn't even, now I learned fast. I, I've been tested, I learned about 80 times faster than normal. So I bought 10 books on Photoshop and learned it in three hours because one book, maybe they know, maybe they don't. 10 people doing what you want to know in business, that's a plan, but who could read 10 books? I had an 84 year old read three books in three hours. So it's very doable. The next day I read 10 books on photography in three hours, learned photography. And the next day I read 10 books on video in three hours, I learned video. I go to the cruise, and I'm like, please, let them be 90 years old and not know what a camera is, and I'd have a perfect audience for me. So the first man walks in and says, I'm a professional photographer, 38 years. I hear you teach photography. I came to learn from you. I'm like, okay. Then the second guy comes in and says, I've been doing Photoshop for five years. I hear you're an expert. I came to learn from you. And my wife's in the front row crying because they said if – I didn't do it, they throw us off the boat, not in the water, but when you got to port, and they actually did throw a chef off the boat, we saw him there with his luggage, they just tossed him off the boat. So I'm teaching this for a week to these people who are experts, and at the end of the week they said, how many years did it take to learn that? You know so much. That's what business is about, time and skill. If you can learn something that takes three or four years in an afternoon, or let's say two afternoons, what does it do if every, every three days you learn a new skill that's 100 skills a year that you can integrate in your business and you do that for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, what would that do to your bottom line, your productivity? And it doesn't mean you have to do all that. But even if you hire someone, you're in a position to know if they're doing it correctly because you know how it's done. And that's what it's about. To me, that's what I use it for. I don't like to read. I like to learn. I like skills. I like being able to do things, build a website, write copy, communicate effectively, right? Know know what my clients need and want and how to provide it and create it. I wrote a book in five hours and then I made a program on how I did that because it's doable. To me, that's what business is about. And one of the things we can talk about is how to be a genius later and how, how it affects business. Because that's really how people made fortunes. They saw something no one else saw better.
0: Just on that note then, and you've highlighted in little sections, but in your opinion then, what are the main benefits of understanding how to speed read?
1: I don't teach speed reading. I teach speed learning. <clears throat> speed
0: reading doesn't work. Okay, speed learning. I prefer that term, speed learner. I love it.
1: Speed reading doesn't work. I'll give you 28 years ago, I was on MSNBC when it first launched with Dick Cavett. He was pretty famous back then. You're a little young, but he was very big in the 60s and 70s. And Dick and I became friends. After the interview, he told me a story. He had interviewed Woody Allen, the, the actor, producer, writer. And he said, Woody told him he took Evelyn Woods and he learned to read fast, so he read War and Peace, which is like one of the biggest books ever written in five minutes. He said, that's amazing, What, what do you remember? And he said, it's about the Russian Revolution. And that was all people would get from speed reading. I was studying science, I had to learn stuff. I had to know numbers and dates and statistics. So I was more interested in how do you learn? I use reading to find what I don't know and need to learn. I use brain-based learning to figure out what it means so I can use it. Like you read a calculus book and fail because you don't know what you read. You know the formula, but you don't know what to do with any of it. So you think you learn because you know all the formula, but you have no idea how to do anything. So it's not enough to read. Then I learned how to remember. So when I need to use it, I can remember it. And then how to create the right state. So you're in the frame of mind where you can use it and not be nervous or upset and and forget everything you learned. So now it was like a Swiss army knife where reading was the big blade, but there were lots of little blades that you needed to use to get learning, not just reading. Because if reading was learning, everyone reading a book would get an A and close every deal. And so whether you read slow or fast, it isn't by itself learning. It's part of it. It's a good part of it, but it's not enough to guarantee success. That's why I morphed it into a full learning approach.
0: I love that metaphor with regards to the Swiss Army knife. And you're right, the big blade is definitely the reading element, which relates to other parts. And it sort of relates to today's podcast topic. How can people maximize their learning speed to stay on top of information online and also in books This is the time I'd love to you to real go big with your strategies just so the people get the benefits of today.
1: Let's start with how you read faster. So I can increase our audience by 20 to 40 percent in the next, I'd say, 90 seconds to three minutes. Here's what I'd like you to do when it's over, when our our podcast ends. Go to a book you've read that's nonfiction. I wanna make sure the only thing that can confuse you is your speed, not the content of the book. Since you already know what you're reading, there's only one reason you won't. You're going too fast, that's how you know. Read for a minute the way you normally read. Use a timer, you can use your phone, or you can use your watch, there's a lot of timers today. At The end of the minute, take a pencil or a pen and put a little mark next to the line you read at the very end, and you know, that's how far you read in a minute. Now I'll show you the secret. Go to the second chapter. Take your hand and go across one line at a time with your eye following your hand. And here's the thing, as fast as you can comprehend, as long as you know what you're reading, go s- keep speeding up until you don't. You know, that's where it got too fast. Now slow down just enough so your comprehension comes back. And for five minutes, go across one line at a time, eye following your hand, continually moving. Now go back to the first chapter where you tested yourself. This time, use your hand the way you just did for five minutes. And you'll see you'll go about 20 to 40% further just by doing that one simple thing.
0: Just on that note, just to give people a baseline, I know you gave some examples of the 80-year-old person who could read three books in uh, like three hours. Could you just provide people a good baseline? Like, I know you probably read very fast. So I don't, I'd love to say, let's read to your your level howard but i want people to build sort of milestones and would you mind explaining some milestones that can be realistic for them relating to what you've just said with that great example
1: i'm glad you said that i mean i don't expect them to read 80 pages a minute and it's like i could teach tiger woods could teach us golf but probably not gonna win the masters okay and you could get michael phelps to teach you to swim you probably won't get 100 gold medals but you'll be a better swimmer and you'll play the best game you ever did in golf. I'm a coach. I'll improve your game. Here's the norm. I actually know the statistics, the mode of reading the most, if you had a thousand people and you measured everyone's reading speed, the speed you'd see most frequently is 200 words a minute. That's the mode, not the average, the mode, the range of normal reading is 150 to 400 words a minute. Most people read about the same speed that they speak. Because if you think about it, when you read, you're listening with your eyes. Someone in your head is telling you the words and pronouncing them. I don't have that when I read. I have movies. So when I'm reading, I'm seeing visually. Because it's visual. You're using your eyes. And so when I want to remember what I read, I play the movie back. And the movie takes in all the detail. And then I just pick different points of fact, it's the detail in the picture and then convert it back to sound. And this way I can encapsulate huge amounts of data very quickly because it's being done visually. Here's a good experiment if you look around you, imagine having to describe everything you're looking at one thing at a time in detail. It could take years to just capture the detail on one wall or little things, but you see it instantly. And so reading is visual, but we've made it into us using our eyes to hear what we see. And that's what slows us down. It's an easy thing to fix.
0: Out of interest, what you've just said there, is that also including like reading blog posts or like digital? Because I think, please say if I'm wrong, but I prefer reading a physical book than reading loads of articles. Do you have any tips of how to improve your reading by using computer reading information online?
1: Yes, I was actually the spokesperson for the Sony e-reader with Justin Timberlake and Peyton Manning. Now, personally, I thought it was the high point of their careers, but I don't know if they would agree with me. Maybe winning the Super Bowl was a little more important to Peyton than having a day with me. (laughs) And I waited for my invitation at Justin's wedding and it never came. I was so disappointed. (laughs) Well, when you're reading electronically, which is really where most reading is done today, online, on the phone, on a touchpad, an iPad, you use your mouse on the on the full computer to move the cursor as if it was a hand and it keeps your eye moving like your hand would. <clears throat> if you see something important, you can always block and copy it into a table to study later. If I'm on a phone, I'm hovering over the page and moving my hand. And some of them have like a highlighter feature so you can highlight a block that you want. Or I have a Note 9, I can block and copy something if it's important, I can take a note. And then of course on the iPad you can hover and you can also turn a Kindle. Again, some of them highlight, some will block and copy and make notes and some won't. But I'm basically hovering. If you touch the screen, the words will move. So I'm hovering. And sometimes, because I've done this for 35 years, I know what my eyes need to do now. And although I think it's always better to use the hand or the mouse, I I can follow the pattern pretty well. I'm not as fast because I'm not using my hand, but my not as fast is faster than like 99% of the world reading at the top speed. So, and I'm okay with that because I'm more interested in learning than I am in speed anyway. Just
0: on that note, relate, relating to your 35 years, what has been the main area you just keep trying to develop yourself with regards to your learning speed slash reading speed? I prefer learning speed. I love that term. But reflecting now, what's been the one skill you've tried to enhance your sort of learning skills out of interest?
1: Actually, there's several. I'm interested in consciousness and creativity, insight, innovation, being able to be on the cutting edge. So I read a lot on that creativity related material. That's kind of my core area of expertise. And then I read business books on how to market, how to communicate, how to write copy, um, how to run a business. It's a, it's a skill in itself. Most businesses fail, not because the, business owner is bad at their core competency because they're bad at business. You get a plumber who's a great plumber, but doesn't know how to market. They go broke. You get a plumber who's an average or a mediocre plumber, who's an outstanding marketer, and they're going to have tons of money. It's, it's not just what you know in your business, but your capacity to reach your target audience in a profitable way and sustain it. and, that's not something we all learn. When I learned biology and psychology, they didn't teach me selling or marketing or communicating with clients. Nothing. Accounting, investing, all the things we need to know as business people, raising money for a project. These are not things you learn in a biology program. And these are the things you look for from books. And um, I think in other areas, laws, rules, regulations, and if you don't, if you're not compliant, you, you get fined, and you could be shut down in some cases. You've, you've got changes in your technology right now. Information doubles every six months. And if you're reading 200 words a minute, you can't possibly stay on top of it. <clears throat> every minute you spend learning, it's uncompensated. No one pays you to learn a new law or a change in your technology. But if you learn it in half the time remember it better and can use it when you need it you'll make more money you make fewer mistakes your productivity goes up and you' more trying to do things you want to do whether it's more more time with your kids and family or more times with prospects and clients but it's yours to decide right now it isn't you're spending so much time on things you absolutely have to know and it's taking too long and that's what uh, that's what it's about in business
0: absolutely right and how important has it for you relating to your career development to activate your inner genius with regards to the listeners of what you've just said?
1: Sure. Well, I did a commercial in the mid-90s with Nigel Conant, and it made $65 million, Okay, I don't know too many biologists who've made $65 million, Okay, It's not normally what they do. They get paid decent wages. but not sixty. it was the top grossing self-help program in history. How come? Because I read other things. I learned how to communicate. I knew how to convey a message. It's not just what you say, but how it's said, how you relate to your audience. I wouldn't have known any of that if I hadn't read books on how to do it and how to do it correctly. It wasn't an accident. I've read 30,000 books. I like to think if I'm an idiot, I'm well-informed. And I can't think of anyone in business who wouldn't benefit from more information to make better choices and decisions. Right now, if something goes wrong, you have one or two options. If you read 20 or 30 books, you have 30, 40, 50 options. And you just run down your list till you find the one that fixes the problem. They won't all work. Lots of time, I think most business people make more mistakes than right decisions to get success, but they keep trying more and more things till they find one that does. I'll give you an example. I was trying to uh, expand my business. So I tried different markets on LinkedIn and nothing was happening. And I went to podcasts and in three days I had 30 podcasts booked. I said, bingo, that's my list. That's where I'm going to put my time because I'm, getting a 20, 30% response rate, which is phenomenal. And you know, 1% is considered great on cold calls or cold emails, I'm getting 20, 30%. But I didn't know where it was gonna happen and I didn't know when it was gonna happen. I just knew if I tested enough and tried different lists, I'd find the one that resonated with my message. And that's why I'm here today. That's exactly how it works in business.
0: Look, I hope the listeners are taking it all in from a business perspective. But you're absolutely right. In my eyes, this is why I love podcasting. You're educating the world at the same time of promoting your vision and message. With regards to the work you're doing now, can you explain to listeners your learning programs? I've had the privilege to just see what you've been doing. And I'd love to just hear more.
1: If you go to berglearning.com, that's spelled B-E-R-G, berglearning.com. And we have a coupon, which is um, your, your your podcast, Add to sport 10 because you get a 10% discount when you use it. And if you need help, we have a support team. If they can't do it, I personally do it for two reasons. One, I want you to learn it. You pay for it. You're supposed to learn what you paid for. And I don't want to have to make a refund because I didn't do my job, which is to make sure my customer got what they paid for. And if you can't do it and it's very rare, I give you your money back. I'm a Rotarian. Actually, I was the president of my club last year. If you can't give what you promise, you shouldn't be paid for that. But if you give the quality that you promised to someone, they're reading 100% faster. They're learning better. They understand more. You deserve to be paid. And I have no problem getting paid for something I helped you accomplish. I don't want to be paid for something you didn't get. And so it's berglearning.com and to sport 10 and we have reading and writing and memory and math and a bunch of things and if you'd like we can go into some of the skills there are some free lessons there as well by the way we let you road test the programs to make sure they're a fit and i know they will be because i've worked with fortune 500 companies around the world i just trained the royal thai army in bangkok and the and the special forces at fort bragg in the u.s so These people are pretty selective about who they bring in to offer information. So you could be confident that I will make a difference. If you are interested also in having me train your company, some companies actually hire me to learn for them. They have a big project, there's a lot of data, they haven't got anyone who can read it fast enough to get it going. I, I read the U.S. healthcare. Bill the 2,500-page bill in 50, and actually I read it in 90 minutes and did an analysis. Imagine if you had a bill that was 2,600 pages and totally impacted your industry. How many months would it take to figure out what was in it? I did it in an hour, an hour and a half. So businesses use me for that, like a mentor, a, a, a chief learning officer, but on on the. Um, I don't work full time. They pay me a stipend and I do things on project basis. <clears throat> um, I thought something they might want to know is how to, how to learn rather than how to refest. Is that okay?
0: That would be fantastic Perfect. if you could talk about that. This is something, just listening to this, guys, um, for me, this has been a big area of my self-development as well. So I'm learning at the same time as you are listening in. So, Howard, I'm going to give you the mic now and, yeah, I'd love to hear more.
1: Comprehension to me is, the, is the, gold, the gold standard. It's not the speed. No one wants to read faster. They wanna learn faster. And if, if reading faster is part of it, they're okay with it. <clears throat> There's a secret to comprehension I learned in graduate school. It's called schema. Rather than tell you the word, what it means, I'm gonna demonstrate how it works in reading so you can actually see the principle. I'm gonna read a passage with no schema. It'll make no sense because there's no schema. That's why it has no meaning. Then I'm going to read it a second time with a one-word title, and instantly it'll make complete sense, effortlessly. Here's the schemeless text. Watch how confusing it is. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home, but you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. Ed, what am I talking about?
0: I'd have a cliff if I'm being honest.
1: Okay. And I think it's the same for a There was no schema. <clears throat> so the words were simple. There was no big words, no special text, no jargon, but no meaning. Listen again as I put a title on that had schema and watch the difference. Laundry. Laundry. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home. But you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. How confusing is it now?
0: I I totally understood. You see my face expressions. It's like that aha moment.
1: So imagine now you're reading two, three, four times faster, but you know where the material is that makes the meaning pop on the page. Suddenly, you're going quicker with better understanding because you're using how the brain makes sense of text to be able to comprehend and if you would like, I could actually tell you what to look for. What if I told you there's only five things you need to learn to master any business topic? Would that help?
0: That'd be amazing.
1: Well, there's only five things you need to learn. <laughs> 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 would you like to know what they are? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I actually helped launch Comedy Central in the U.S. station in the mid-'80s. Um, the the first big star was, was – um, Dennis Leary, and he had a show, and I was on seven out of 14 shows. Now, you don't see a lot of biologists do comedy. Would you like to see why? And then I'll go back to the five things.
0: Absolutely. Carry on.
1: Mushroom walks in a bar. Bartender says, get out. We don't serve your kind. Mushroom says, why not? I'm a fun guy. (laughs) And that's why biologists don't get to do comedy. And that's why I was on Comedy Central. They like that can make you laugh and then teach you to be smarter. And that's what I do in my programs. I found if people are f- having fun, they're laughing, their endorphins are flowing, their brain feels great, and your brain wants to remember what made you feel so good. So you remember what you're learning because it's fun. Instead of like, when is the bell going to ring? Someone kill me. I'm sure you've been, you know, someone stopped this professor from teaching. <laughs> they should never speak again in public, Right. Or the client just goes on and on. It's like, oh, my God, when is it going to stop? <laughs> That's not what I want. You don't learn like that. You get bored. You like, But when you're happy, you remember. So what are the five things? The five things you need to learn, first is vocabulary. 80, 85% is learning words, like schema, words that matter in your field. And how do you know which words? They usually don't look the same. A good writer will either... Make them bold or italic or colors or underline or put them in a table. But they basically say, look at this. It's different because you need to look at this. The words. What are the words? What do they mean? The names. Who's in the book and what did they do? Any number, date, statistical formula. Very big in business. Numbers, date, statistics and formula. What is it and how do you use it? In every nonfiction book, there's usually sections that separate themes or topics, headings and headers. What are the five main ideas in each section? And the last thing is questions and answers. Most textbooks have questions at the end. I always read them first, by the way, because that's what they want me to know at the end. I want to know before I start what I need to know when I'm done. If they're telling me these are the 20 things you should know how to answer those things matter more. I'm going to look for them when I'm reading. And I look for every question and answer. So think about it, Ed. You know every word and what it means. Every person, why they were in the book and what they accomplished. Every number, date, statistic, and formula and why it's significant and how to use it. The five most important ideas in every area of the text. Any answers to every question. What else do you need to know?
0: That's it. It's like a reading game plan of learning.
1: You'd like to see how the brain does this?
0: Please far away.
1: We're going to do an experiment. I want you to look around the room, everyone listening and it. Look around the room, look at everything colored blue. Memorize everything that's blue. Look at it, see it, take it in, make a movie, picture it. All the blue stuff. Perfect. Now close your eyes and remember everything you looked at colored red. What happened? <laughs> oh, gosh. Blank. <laughs> the red braids are, whoa, 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 you, you said blue. That's not fair. Here's what happened. Everything blue got bigger, brighter, louder, and everything red and everything other color disappeared. Now, when you have a purpose, there's a part of your brain. When you walk in the mall at Christmas time, there's a lot of people. You don't know them. And you're walking around, suddenly you see your friend, your neighbor, your brother, your sister, from thousands of people. You had to see all the other people to find the one person you knew, but they didn't matter to your brain, they were irrelevant. But the face that mattered stuck out. It was like bolded words on a page. When you read with a purpose, the things that matter pop, just like the face in the crowd in the mall. It's the same brain and it's the same mechanism. And it means you can read faster, find what you need quicker, know when you found it. And then, of course, the next thing is how do you remember it?
0: Howard, I'm literally blown away, and I cannot express how much I've enjoyed this podcast chat so far. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently?
1: Um, actually, a big project. I told you I trained the special forces, and they told me that the wounded warriors, the ones who got hurt, they have a suicide rate of, of up to 20 people a day are killing themselves. I was like, why are they killing themselves? They said they can't find jobs. And they don't know what to do. They, they they're desperate and they give up and they kill themselves. I said, I can help. I'll teach them how to learn in four hours, hundred percent faster. Know what they learned, remember it, and use it. They can go on the GI Bill back to school, get a career, they want to kill themselves. They said, Well, they have no money. I says well, I won't charge them. They've already given something. My dad was on Omaha Beach in World War II, and he had PSTD, his boat, he was a sailor, his boat blew up. And he ended up on the beach, he didn't have a gun, he was a sailor. So he said to some army guys, what do I do? He said, there's a boat, you got a sailor uniform, tell them your boat blew up, they'll take you back. So him and four sailors ran to the boat, two of them got killed while they were running to the boat. And he was a kid, he was 18 years old. So I saw what that does to people. And I felt, well... I wasn't in the military, but I could certainly help them. So on September 7th, I'm doing a full four-hour class for these people to help reduce their suicide rate and give them some hope. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm a Rotarian, and my Rotary Club, it's the district's goal this year, it's a new governor, is to help veterans. So I said, I'll do it with my Rotary. I'm not getting paid anyway. And Rotary is about volunteering and doing good for the community, so that's what I'm doing. I'm also working with a company in England. Uh, it's called Dendrite. They're they're marketing my program in 40 countries, to schools around the world. And I told the, the Green Berets, if I can help people in these countries where they're blowing themselves up, if I could show them how to get a good education, have a job, have a home, have a family be successful, they won't blow themselves up and you won't have to kill anybody. Says, My job is to make your job easier. You don't have anybody left to shoot because everybody's making a living. This is, and we have, I don't know anyone watches the news, does anyone think there's too many smart people in the world making too many good decisions? I haven't heard that. Well, I can't fix every problem, but I can help the people who will fix the problems learn more. So you can fix the problems, make more money, find find answers no one thought of before, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm trying to make a better world because I believe the answer isn't in killing people, it's in educating them, giving them more skills, more insights, more understanding. Uh, I think being brought up in such a tr- terrible environment, beaten. All the time. I know what it feels like to feel desperate and that it's never going to end. And I have empathy as a result because I've, I I needed empathy and didn't get it. And it can either make you very angry and very bitter and become one of the people that does that. Or you can desire desire to make a better world where no one has to experience that. And I was a yogi when I got out of college. I studied seven branches of yoga And I think it stuck with me that I still meditate every day that if you have the ability to make a difference in the world, you have a responsibility to make a difference. It's not just about money, which is why I joined Rotary and why I'm volunteering and things like that. Here's one of the things I've done in a lot of places. If someone buys my program, I say, give me a school that kids need help and have no money and I'll donate my program for a year to that school is a gift from you so that they don't have to pay for it. So I pay it forward. I need to pay bills like everyone else. So I take people who are successful and make them more successful and more productive. And then I give some of that back to the people who have nothing to help them lift themselves up out of poverty and have a future. And the only way that happens is through education. And we don't teach learning, I do. And that's why I'm doing it. So fewer kids drop out of school, more people get better jobs that the seven or eight dollar an hour jobs, but jobs you can actually have a home and a family. And that's the answer to your question. That's what I'm doing.
0: Howard, I'm lost for words. And to be honest, I feel like we've gone full circle with this interview, considering you said to me you were brought up in a rough neighborhood. And you're you're giving back now. I've learned so much of what you've just said there. As much as I appreciate all the learning skills and strategies, the humanity is so much more important. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview. And you've just blown my mind with regards to this podcast chat. But I've got a challenge for you now. What top three learning reading tips would you give to your listeners after listening to this episode right
1: now? One of the things I think is how to remember A lot of times people say, "You read fast. Do you remember anything?" I remember a lot. Would you like to learn how to remember? That would be a good tip, right? So I'll give you ten things to remember. I won't show you how. That's the control group. Then I'll show you how. And everything that seems overwhelming, impossible to remember, you not only remember it, but backwards and forwards with no effort. And when you're done, I'm going to tell you this is not just an exercise. It's a tool you'll use in business every day. And your kids can use at school. Oh, one last thing. You only remember 10% of what you read, 90% of what you say and do. So when I'm doing this, say and do it with me when I ask you to. I want you and our audience to be able to use this for the rest of their lives as 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 an asset in their business. Is that okay?
0: That's amazing.
1: Here are the 10 things. Watch how hard this is. Pole, shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, bowling pins. Give me all ten. Backwards. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can. Is that a fair statement? Correct. Now you will be able to effortlessly. I've done this with three-year-olds, literally three-year-olds, and it's that simple. When you have a technique. The Greeks discovered thousands of years ago a shortcut for learning a list. Take a list you know and link it to the list you're learning. I'm going to bet, Ed, you and our listeners can count to 10. Is that a safe bet?
0: Yeah, I think so. It's
1: a business podcast. I'm hoping they can count to 10. I'm I'm confident they can. So we're going to use the 10 numbers that you know that's a list to learn 10 things that you tried to learn and didn't. We'll start with the number one. It doesn't look like a pole, a big flagpole, a big lamp pole. It's a one. When I say one, you say pole. Ready? One. Pole. Perfect. Two. How many shoes do you wear? Two. What's two? Shoes. What's one? Pole. Getting smarter. Three. How many wheels on a tricycle? Three. So three is tricycle. What's three?
0: Tricycle. What's two? Shoes.
1: What's one? Pole. See how your brain is doing it now? Four is a car. How many tires on a car? Four. What's four? Car. Two. Go to two. Shoes. One. Pole. Three.
0: Tricycle.
1: I watched you access it with your brain. I could see you doing it. We went out of order. It made no difference five is a glove how many fingers are in a glove five what's five glove what's three tricycle what's one pole six is a gun i live in texas remember the cowboys with the six guns six gun what's six gun what was four car two shoes and you're going backwards it's f and you're jumping makes no difference seven's lucky and dice on the first throw Seven is dice. What's seven? Dice. What was five? Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Getting much smarter now. Rhymes work. Say eight skate.
0: Eight skate. What's eight? Skate.
1: Six. What did they love in Texas? Guns. Four. Car. Two. Shoes. You're almost done. And it's easy. Nine. How many lives does a cat have? Nine. What's nine? Cat. Seven was lucky in? Dice. Five. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Last one. If you bowl, how many pins are in a bowling lane? Ten. Uh, What's ten? Bowl. Bowling pins. Let's do the numbers you couldn't do now. Let's do the ten things. One. Pole. Two. Shoes. Three. Tricycle. Four.
0: Car. Five. Uh, glove. Six.
1: Gun. Seven. Uh, hold on. Lucky Dice. Dice. Eight rhymes with. Skate. Nine. Cat. And the ten. Bowling pins. Now here's how you use it. This is not just an exercise, it's a tool. Hard thing in business is remembering numbers. There's tons of numbers. There's due dates. There's percentages. Phone numbers. um, Product numbers. Sometimes you have to memorize. Or a hotel. You went every night. You're in a business meeting in another hotel. You're in room 314. And you don't remember because there's so many rooms you've been in the last week. We're going to use the pictures to remember the numbers. Three is a tricycle. One is a pole. Four is a car. Picture this. A tricycle. Hits a pole on a car. Can you see it? Yep. Tri- tricycle. What number? Three. Hits a pole. One. On a car. Four. That's your car. That's your room number. Tricycle, pole, car. It could also be pi in geometry, three point one four. So kids use it in science, math, and history, and business people use it to learn the numbers they have to know for their business. And that's and the zero is the ten bowling pins that's easy to do and by the way you can do this with very 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 young children i've done this with three-year-olds they love it they don't know they're learning they think they're playing a game and then when they learn their letters they have a way to remember the sounds and everything else they have a way to stack it
0: howard i'm absolutely blown away i cannot express how much i've enjoyed this podcast chat how can people interact with you online
1: Go to berglearning.com, B-E-R-G, learning.com. Use the coupon, ed sport you'll get 10% off. And if you need help, we'll make sure you learn it. Well, you won't pay for it. If you can't learn it, you shouldn't buy it and have to pay for it. I'll make sure you don't have to send it back because you'll learn it. Use it in your business to make money. Give it to your kids so they don't stay with you till they're 40 because they can't, They can't make a living. They're going to learn how to learn. They're going to finish their education and they're going to be super successful and you're going to be proud of what they do and you'll be successful at the same time. Give it to your seniors to keep them mentally fit as they grow older. It's one of the few programs you could use in business and help your family at the same time. And it's a big part of why I'm here is I I think the world's in trouble. We've got some really serious issues like global warming coming up and we need to, we, it's cooperation that's made us successful as a species, not competition. Everyone thinks it's competition. No. One person couldn't hunt the mastodon. It took a tribe. We have global problems. We have to look beyond what makes us all different and look at what we all have to do together to survive cooperation and I think that comes through learning and understanding and appreciating that different is good that it gives us more options and more opportunities to succeed than if everyone thinks and does exactly the same thing there'd be no originality now that's why I'm here maybe next time Ed you could have me and we can talk about genius and how to become a creative genius and innovate how I wrote a book in five hours and you could too how's that sound
0: that sounds amazing and honestly howard look all those links with regards to what howard mentioned and the code will be on my website relating to this blog post howard it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today thank you very much
1: thank you berglearning.com at the sport 10 wow what a fascinating
0: podcast chat with howard And I know I've broken the rules with regards to this show being sport industry related, but I'm all about self-development. And I really do hope, I know it's quite a long podcast, but again, I really do hope that this podcast has benefited you with regards to your self-development, your read learning speed, for example, your comprehension your memory, and honestly, the strategies. I had no idea during that live interview that I was going to be put on the spot with some of these exercises. And I really do hope you can apply them to your life, your self-development. And most importantly, with regards to Howard's learning programs, I've been very lucky enough to use them myself. Very recently, I finished the writing program he's got that's an area i'm trying to improve myself and honestly it was fantastic with regards to really breaking down how to write more effectively to be a clearer communicator so with regards to all his programs he's also got a a memory program as well so we can remember things more efficiently feel free to use the ed to sport 10 uh discount code, you get ten percent. And I've been doing the programs myself. I'm all you know, whenever I promote things, I'll be honest, I like to try the programs myself and I'm seeing the rewards with regards to my self development. So if you do have any questions from my experience with this programs let me know but honestly it's worth the investment if these are areas of your self development you want to improve or interested in improving with regards to the certain areas of the sports industry you are interested in and to be honest these skill sets are applicable to any area of the sports industry but with regards to Howard and his journey, I really do hope you learnt from him about the humanity of an individual he is. The bit when he was speaking about his father at D-Day and he helps you know, soldiers around the world with regards to getting them back on track after their time in the army, for example, that's indication of adding value. That is what adding value is all about. And I really do hope you learned from that as much as I did, because that was extremely moving. I know this was a fun podcast with all the exercises, but from a humanity point of view, I think it's very important for me to highlight that we are human beings. We want to add value. And I hope you've got value from this podcast uh, episode as much as I did during that live interview with Howard. So look, I really do hope you apply what Howard said with those different learning strategies, which you can apply today relating to your sports career development. And look, give them a go. And I'd love to hear more about your success applying those methods of learning strategies and give them a go, hustle hard and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Howard said, having the ability to learn faster with effective communication is how you learn new skills to guarantee more personal success in the life you want to live.